Everybody. What's the secret? <laughs> I promised Squeezer there's... What's my surprise? All right, calm down. Calm down. We just started the show. I'm anxious. We're back. We're back. With another summer show. Last week we did Console Wars, N64, PS1, and um, I have a complaint for you. Wait, PS1? Well, PlayStation. So you're saying it won? No. It didn't. I know it didn't. Uh, I was playing I was, the devil's advocate. Well, that's, I was told you didn't put up good enough fight. I, I, I was told that personally. I was stopped and at work and told that I did not do a good enough job. And I agree. By Enchantress? I, yes, 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 yes. She, she told, told me, me to decide. And, uh, I apologize for all my PlayStation people out there. Look, I enjoyed my PlayStation. It meant a lot to me. It was the first system I bought with my very own hard-earned money. I just picked games that... I was very fond of, and look, I wasn't going to win that fight with the picks that I had. No. But look, I'm sorry. You wouldn't win that fight against it's, the it's fucking, Sega Saturn it's with those games. fucking Zelda. <laughs> Speaking of, as you can see over there, GameCube is set up. Oh, yeah, it is. We were playing Enchantress, and I were playing Bla- a ra- Wave Race Blue Storm last night. Oh, fun. And then uh, I was just I was making her play Wind Waker while I watched. <laughs> just like it. Well, yeah, it's a movie. Yeah. It's gorgeous. I was playing uh, SmackDown 2 on the PlayStation with, uh, with the little squeezette. Uh, what'd and, you think? Uh, um, she wasn't having it. Mom, mom was doing some work on the computer, and uh, she just wanted to sit on mom's lap. So I tried to use it to distract her. But what about and the Dudleys? She did not give a damn. Get the tables. Never heard her scream like that. Uh, it was Taz versus The Rock. Mm. Yeah. Taz, Taz won because I was The Rock. She wasn't having it. No. She did not care. No. Well, so you know uh, how you we did our Jurassic Park show, right? Oh, that, yeah. Many moons ago. Yeah, and you said you contacted Shankweiler's driver <gasps> to find out what movie played with. You didn't. Well, I didn't. I went right to the source. I found the morning call from June eleventh, nineteen ninety three, the day Jurassic Park was released. No shit. And I would like you to refer to your phone quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send you the listing from the paper. How did you? Because I actually tried that. I went, but they wanted me to pay for it. I paid for it. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you questioned that. I'm surprised that you questioned me not paying. Fuck you. I'm not giving you my two ninety. I don't pay for a subscription. Well, or I didn't a pay more than a call. I paid newspapers.com oh, for a subscription. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I used to do this all the time when I used to be an AP and I'd have to do research. I'd have a subscription to that. So it was always nice digging through old articles Oh, it's and fun. Shit. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm you like, get lost. Yeah. Only with this, it's fun stuff. I used to have to just look for keywords like murder <laughs> and death and brutal stabbing. <laughs> you know, so this is much more... Sam Neill, Laura Dern, 64 million years in the making. I was driving Jurassic Park. Co-hit at Fire in the Sky. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we stuck around. <laughs> okay, so ready to I be- would have been terrified as a little... I was terrified of just the TV commercial for that movie. Keep I was, your phone up. Okay. I was, always, I was afraid of Aliens. That movie was garbage. Fire was in the it? Sky. Uh, 
Remember how we were talking about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Yes. And I went, I've... I said, I think Cocoon was with it. And then we looked it up, and Cocoon came out way earlier. Okay. Prepare to be freaked out. Was it Cocoon 2? It was. <laughs> Cocoon uh, I, the Return. I apologize for that shitty laugh. Cocoon the Return. Cocoon the Return. I don't think I've seen... That's how weird I am. In 1989, when I saw this... I was six years old. It was almost 30 years ago, Squeezer. Wow. And I remember vividly everything. I was like, I'm pretty sure it was Cocoon. I remember Cocoon. Wow. You know what's cool, though? Looking at the actual ad, like, I remember, like, what the the movie ads, what they looked like like, for Showtime's. And each theater, depending on what it was, had a different kind of look to it. They had their logo and just... Oh, I got full pages. I, I, al- I always looked specifically for this one. Like, it stuck out to me because I always wanted to go and see what was in the drive-in. Which I think we take for granted because I was talking to Amanda uh, just prior to this show. And she was kind of, not in awe, but taken aback that we just, how casually we talk about going to the drive-in all the time. Like, yeah. it's no big deal. And to us, it wasn't, because we no, had we two of them the right, you know, right down the we street. We only ever went to Shankweiler's. Sure. I went Becky. to, I started going to so, Becky's uh, later. But I, Enchantress you, asked me if you, sure she, I was sure you saw it at Shankweiler's and not Becky's. I sent her Becky's listings for that day, Indecent Proposal and Fire in the Sky. Yeah, well. They weren't showing. Well, hey, it, it's an improvement from what Becky's used to show. Well, Indecent porn. Proposal. Yeah, it used to be a porn drive-in. <clears throat> Um, but yeah, that we take it for granted that we had them. They, they weren't everywhere. It, it was like the, it was still like this 1950s idea of like, oh, you go to the drive-in. As much as they weren't everywhere then, they are now not everywhere now and they Always. both still exist. Yeah. Now, uh, there was a whole lot more in 1989 and mm-hmm. I was looking at the paper and God damn, there was a lot of drive-ins. Yeah, Shankweiler's is the oldest operating in the country. Yes. It's the second oldest to ever exist. Uh, but the there was, longest operating one. There was a lot of drive-ins. There was Bethlehem Drive-In, Starlight Drive-In. Uh, oh, yeah, the Starlight. Which was in Freemansburg Ave in Easton, over mm-hmm. by where the champ Larry Holmes yeah. lives. Uh, guess what they were playing? There must have been a second run. Uh, a second run? That, uh, uh, Sandlot. No. That was way. Oh. That was ninety four. We're talking eighty nine. Oh, oh. Sorry. I thought you were talking about. No, we were these talking theaters about. didn't exist in ninety three. Oh, okay. Eighty nine. So they're playing canine and Fletch lives. That's a good double feature. Yeah, that's fun. Bethlehem Driving was playing Batman because Batman came out. I'm surprised Shankweilers didn't have a double feature Batman and uh, and uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids. I guess they tried to go the kids adult movie instead of like two mm-hmm. kid movies like they do now. Also out in theaters was Ghostbusters 2, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So that was a, that was a summer for blockbusters, 89. Wow. I don't know how any of them made uh, any that's money. That's pretty awesome. Just make sure. That's very, it was very cool of you to actually pull the trigger and get, the, get that clipping. Just make sure you keep the receipt because it's a tax write-off. <laughs> oh, I'm, okay. I'm doing 20 bucks a month. I'm not giving this up. <laughs> Uh, at the shit, I don't want to pay the the two ninety nine for the that day. 
You know what Becky's was playing in 89? Uh, it must have been an adult movie theater. It was definitely more catered to adults because we didn't go there that often as kids. I didn't start going there probably until we were in high school. Um, 89, Die Hard? Pet Cemetery and Winter People. That was Winter People. Don't know. Kurt Russell and Kelly McGillis. Hmm. <clears throat> so you know the, the Whitehall Mall was, was our cheap movie theater, the Plaza 2? Yep. You remember? That was an AMC. I don't remember that mm-hmm. being an AMC. Yep. They were playing Working Girl and Ventures of Baron Munchausen. Oof. Yeah. The, my theater, Tillman 8, had Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Ghostbusters 2, Batman, Star Trek V, <laughs> Dead Poet Society, and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That's what the summer fucking theater rundown should look like. That's, an, that's pretty sick. That is why I just don't have this. Space them out now. There, there's not enough money to be made, mm-hmm. I guess. Well, yeah, no one wants to go to, no one wants to, go to a theater anymore. There's more shit to do. That's why everything's, everything's kind of watered down. And I mean, shit. I was trying to find something that happened on like this day in August for our little history thing, and I had to start digging <coughs> deep. I'm like, you know what? I'll just find a movie release. So I start going through, and I'm going through '89, all the different August movie releases. It is the burial mound of movies. Well, they say August. if a movie can make it out of August, then it's. A blo- then it'll be a block. If it can make it out of August, it'll yeah. be in May the next for so, its sequel. Uh, I, was, I was trying to find something, and then I came across this gem. Take one ex-gangster, add one FBI agent, mm. blend well into suburbia, and serve hot. Steve Martin, Rick Moranis, My Blue Heaven. Have a nice day. yours. Now playing at a theater near you. Uh, they Rick have, Moranis cast. They have, to do, they, have, they have to do the TV edit, the up yours. It's, it's a fuck you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the second movie based on um, Henry Hill's life. Technically, first. This came out a month before Goodfellas. Oh, it did. It's a pre-sequel or a, oh. a pre-prequel. Goodfellas is actually a prequel to this movie. Huh? If you think about it. Well, I think yeah. this was in production after, though. Well, it was actually written by um, Nora Ephron, right? Who was married to Nick Pelagi, who wrote yes. Uh, Goodfellas and Casino um, wrote, wrote the books and then wrote the screenplays for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know. You know she was re- uh, married to uh, Carl Bernstein? I did. Oh, okay. I'm glad I didn't try to use dun, a piece of dun, trivia. Dun, 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 dun. We're talking the composer of Ghostbusters, right? Uh, no, as in... Carl Bernstein. Wait, I'm screwing As in one. Watergate. Watergate, right. Yes. I'm thinking of Elmer <laughs> Bernstein, right? think so yeah uh, so i would have gotten you on that shit no i knew she was married to because i for some reason i was looking up Nora Ephron a couple months ago <laughs> i don't know rabbit hole it's, oh we, uh probably because you wanted to you wanted to watch you got mail and <laughs> i don't hate that Seattle. movie i don't hate that movie you got uh, mail i tell you what I've, tom hanks i've seen them all yeah i've never seen how Sleepless can you not Seattle? love tom hanks yeah, as according to. to weird al yankovic right I, I, I'm a big fan of Tom Hanks. But yeah, You Got Mail's not horrible. The oh. bookstore, the whole AOL thing, you know, they never they, thought they, that movie would age itself. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of like The Matrix using flip phones. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, this this movie is fantastic. Yeah, it's basically so you have Goodfellas, which I mean, it's probably my favorite movie of all time. That and Blade Runner, depending on where my cycle's at, will determine <laughs> what my favorite movie is. But it's between those two. Um, but this is a comedy based off of what Henry Hill's life is like in the witness protection program, right. living a suburban life. Which right. it ends. Goodfellas ends with you know that the door slamming in his face as it goes to black trying to find you know good pasta yeah and then uh, macaroni with ketchup macaroni with ketchup yeah i love the line as a kid and i never got it until i was older i was like what are you doing in a frozen food section <laughs> you're gonna melt all this good stuff <laughs> the grocery store scene is probably my absolute favorite yeah. it's the best uh going around with the the price gun just changing all the prices and shit uh-huh. but then my, my the best part is and only steve martin could pull this off and make it as funny as he did the simple shot of him just coming around the corner with the shopping cart in his Italian leather loafers right. on the grocery floor store. Right. And it made me laugh because I, watch, I, I started watching some of this last night and it was on the background as I was <coughs> working on the show. And then this morning, my kid, she comes running through with just socks on along the dining room floor, which I had just cleaned. And it was like the shot for shot. Her just sliding sideways, just trying to keep her balance like Steve Martin <laughs> around in that corner. It's fantastic. No one else can pull that off. It's, some, it's simple, but yet I think anyone else, it would have been too over the top. Rick Moranis is also quite Rick Moranis quite is awesome. Yeah, he's just he's really And a um, schlubby guy where you just relate to role. Mm-hmm. Played that well. Where we were all Rick Moranis. Oh. We are... All are Rick Moranis now. Oh, uh, and there was a line I didn't get. I didn't even get as a kid either. When uh, it's in the trailer, when he goes, uh, "You don't tip the FBI," he's like, "You don't." We're like, "Of course you do," because obviously he tipped Tips. off the FBI. Right. For me, I'm still like, "You tip the FBI." I didn't get it. Right, you tip the ice guy. You tip the <laughs> doorman for keeping the ice cold, <laughs> or whatever it was. <clears throat> anyway, where uh, what are we talk? What are we actually talking about today? Well, this is like an exercise in in it was a very in high memory. Concept, yeah. Yes. So it, the, again, much like uh, our summer memories, this is to get you thinking of you know what did you do on your weekends? Right. In the summer, the weekends really weren't all that special because every day was a weekend. Mm-hmm. But once school started, you pretty much lived for the weekend. Yeah. And the weekends now are you know our lives being miserable, droning work. There is no such thing as weekends. It's all just. God, I love Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fuck you. Monday's off. So there really are no weekends, but we when it, it helps us really appreciate how we spend our weekends. And I figured, why don't we just go through and the, the concept of this episode is is weekends. And we're going to go through and talk about how our fond memories of how we spent the weekends and the, the apex of our youth. <laughs> I guess I should go first because you went last week Except with you. your shitty PlayStation game. Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, here we go. It's Friday night, and the mood is right. We're going to have some fun, show you how it's done, PGI. 
tomorrow, you'll say TGIF when Full House is their season premiere, Lost in Paradise. The plane, the plane. Then the comedy's family-sized. I told your mama she can move in with us. The premiere of Family Matters. Make way for the hottest guys on wheels, the season premiere of Perfect Strangers. Fall under the spell of the cutest. Witch on television, a sneak preview of Free Spirit. The new season begins for Full House, Family Matters, Perfect Strangers, and Free Spirit tomorrow. So, Squeezer. What a lineup. I know, right? Now, what's weird is, and I'll get into this later, there's a lot of shows. I remember vividly a lot of shows, but then there were shows that were added in the lineup that kind of came and went that I do not remember at all. Yeah. But to start off, this was this was like the start of, of, of Network's branding. Before they'd sell like you one show, like watch Webster on Friday nights on mm-hmm. ABC. <clears throat> but they had this president, uh, Jim Janicek, who decided to brand a whole programming hour. And it, it hearkened him back to when he and his family would watch Worldwide, uh, Wide World of Disney, where the fuck that was, mm-hmm. on ABC. And they would watch it as a family. So he wanted to create two-hour programming block of family-oriented comedy. TGIF came and uh, was a huge success, so much that other networks would brand in what we would see, must-see TV. Must-see TV, uh, CBS weeknight cop block, right. where they ha- every night has to be a block of cop shows. <laughs> yeah. The, well, they all they would have do, magic powers. They would all do block party, and then now I think uh, Shonda Rhimes or whatever her name is, uh, the one who has like 10 hit shows on ABC, and they're all on Thursday night. They joke and call it TGIT. I don't know. I. Uh-huh. It's like uh, Grey's Anatomy is the first big oh. one of hers, I think. Okay. So this Jim Janice. I've been told I'm quite McDreamy. I, you are, but I don't know. Yes. I don't know the reference. Well, uh, there's a guy in a show whose name is Derek. Uh, and my name is Derek. And uh, he is a your name is Caesar. St- stunning, <coughs> uh, masculine, just the pinnacle of man everything a woman wants so that is you and because because we share the same name um i guess that's me i also shared a name with a piece of equipment that draws oil from the ground but (laughs) oh boy so i remember family matters i remember full house i always remember perfect strangers being an end cap Love right? Perfect Strange. I thought so because that was my go-to. That was my, I loved Balky. Right. We didn't even call it Perfect Strangers. It was Balky. We gotta watch Balky. Cousin Larry, cousin Balky. Um, step by step, I remember Boy Meets World and Hanging with Mr. Cooper. But there's and dinosaurs, of course. Dinosaurs mm-hmm. came in and then second years. But uh, I don't remember Mupp- Muppet Show. They threw in there for a little bit. Yeah, that was kind of after. <laughs> that was like when Mr. Cooper was on, and then it was Boy Meets World and. Uh, What's a Clarissa's show? Clarissa explains it all. She was Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and even like a Clueless TV show based on the movie, right? Was in there, but there was these shows that were in in our lineups. uh, Baby Talks. Do you remember that or Baby Talk? Only from doing. It's one of those things where it's like I remember it now because I. But I don't remember watching. Just the ten of us. Again, I I remember not... Here's the thing. I remember not watching it. Okay. Going Places? No. Billy? Show about Billy Connolly? (laughs) Wait, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember any of these. So I don't even know. This could be a a Mandela effect going on where there's two different universes of TGIF. 
we would always go across the street from us was this old lady named Katie, and she'd be, she was our like defunct third grandmother. Uh, she would babysit us constantly. It was great for my parents because they'd you know go out on a Friday night and leave us hmm. with Katie, <clears throat> and we'd watch. We'd watch TG. We'd play in her basement. She had like these two wheelchairs for her husband was was bedridden, but he had these two old wheelchairs in the basement. My brother and I would just you know, travel around, play with all our her old the, her kids' old toys from like the 1950s and like 60s. Like the the uh, uh, what is it? the little people like the Fisher Price ones, but like the, everything has like that yellowish tint to it because the yeah, plastic maybe. didn't age she properly. Had, I remember she had these two. She had these this lollipop game. Where these there was these two big plastic lollipops that had uh, like balls in the thing. You had to, ah, God, I don't even know. Like a cup and ball, like the. It was kind of like that, yeah. But the one was pink and one was green, and then there would be like a hole in the middle, and you could see the balls, like the color. And there was there was different. You had to like line them up in the right way or something like that. And I will have to dig deeper. I'm just, yeah. This is just something that's coming to me now. <clears throat> but yeah, that's that was how up until a certain age, that's how we'd always spend our Friday nights. And then of course, 2020 would come on. <clears throat> I love 2020. Barbara Walters. Yeah, so did I. I got that's what I don't like, know why I was. That's what got, on that. first got kid. me in. Yeah, as a kid too, is what first got me into like like current affairs. You know, mm-hmm. like like 20, not current affair. Not a current <laughs> affair now. I just I just <coughs> loved the sweepers that they would run oh, on the yeah. commercial oh, breaks. Goodness. It was so they, they were the first to be like in your face, like breaking news over the top, just like but strangle it was, it you was with TMZ news. before TMZ existed, mm-hmm. right? Wasn't that Bill? Wasn't Bill O'Reilly on that? I start? think Bill. No, he was on Entertainment Tonight. That was when the famous. Uh, I'll I'll write it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> um, that piece of shit. So. Uh, yeah, then uh, Jim Gardner would come on on ABC Six. Mm-hmm. That was always a mainstay, and they haven't changed their theme music still. Nope. Dun, and he's dun, still there. Dun, he's a dun, legend. Dun, 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 yeah, Jim Gardner is a legend. <clears throat> he's like uh, almost a, a smart Ron Burgundy of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He's not a buffoon. But yeah, that was obviously this isn't something that's mind blowing to most of you people have watched. Also, TGIF. So, you know, I'm not blowing anyone's mind here with this first. Oh, we looked, always looked forward to it. Yeah. Like, that was the one time, like, my sister and I would, like, sit down and not be strangling each other. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure my mom was just relieved. Well, they would take Lisa with her. My little sister's four years younger than me, and I'm two years younger than my brother. So it would be me and my brother. I'd be, like, six or eight, mm-hmm. and he'd be, you know, eight or ten. Oh, that's a hell of a night out. You still got... What? Still taking... A little one yet? Oh yeah, taking Nisa with her. So she, if I was eight, she was four. Yeah. Ooh, that's fun taking a four-year-old out to dinner. I think my mom just maybe they just really liked showbiz uh, pizza, so no, they just took her along Lisa as an was, excuse to get in. I th- well, I think my you know I'm not saying like they treated me and my brother wrong, but I think they really wanted a, a girl. Mm. So when they got her, she was like their prize, my mom's prized possession, which is good for us. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, she stopped dressing me in girls' clothes finally. What, so what made you? <laughs> so what made you start again? 
Is it just you wanted to try it out, or it's just a comfort thing? Well, feel airy. A little bit. I mean, these Pennsylvania summers can yeah. get humid. A sundress goes a long way. It's <laughs> not fair. Right. The fact that we br- guys oh, bring the romper back. I'm like, why would we bring a romp? Why would you seal all that in? If we're gonna, uh, if we're gonna start dressing like girls, can we please I go with like a sundress? Sure, my jokes don't open up. Rants from Squeezer. Just, well, I'd like uh, to be Jaden Smith wears them with pride. He's like, this isn't cross-dressing. He's like, the the uh, people like 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 put put these constructs onto what girls and boys yeah. clothes are. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I agree with them. I don't particularly give a shit. No, right. whatever whatever makes you happy. But don't don't tr- there. The thing is, they're still a construct. <laughs> And if I started walking around in a sundress, people are going to look at me weird. Yeah, but you'd be adorable. Hmm. I think I'm going to stop at Lane Bryan on the way home. <laughs> For husky women. Just browse. Just browse. Uh, Maybe pick up a sports bra while I'm there. <laughs> you could use a little support. Uh, even if just I'll ace bandage that shit down. What was that movie? Um... Talk with Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, God, I could... Was that Natalie Portman? No, no. Oh, wait. Maybe it was. Yeah. We're talking about... I forgot the name of it. Black Swan? No, oh. no, no. That was hot. <laughs> it was. I thought you were talking about the uh, one where she duct tapes. Yeah, maybe that's it. It I has just... uh, the girl who plays Wednesday Adam in it. Oh, that was... Uh, yeah. And it's flashback between Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci, and it's flashback between their current life. And Uh, uh, okay, is that what you're talking about? Maybe because I could look that up. My my brain, the synapses are misfiring in all different directions. It's like, but like when you just kind of put a bottle rocket like on the ground and light it. That's what's going on in my brain right about now. (laughs) Why is that? Oh, just it's all over the damn place. Oh. Well, I'm going to quick look up Christina Ricci. And you could keep talking and you know, okay. so there's not dead well, air. Well, you, can, you do that and I'll just Google image Christina Ricci. Oh, yeah. And then. Well, of course, okay. you know, there's the Adams Family and. Yeah, when are we going to? We got to talk Adams. That bowling oh, scene on. in Buffalo 66. Halloween's coming up. We can talk Adams Family. Uh, does this, am I having another Mandela movie? I don't know if this movie exists. Maybe it wasn't Christina Ricci. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. I'm the one that thought of it. <laughs> I know the scene. I just don't know where it takes place. Right now, now and there. then. Okay. Now and then. That yeah. might be. Thora Birch, Melanie Griffith, Demi Moore. It might be. It might not be. Right now, there are people screaming at their whatever device it is. Either one, the answer, or two, move on. Yeah, probably move on. So let's move on to your first pick. On my signal, begin. Laser tag, the game that moves at the speed of light. From Worlds of Wonder, stadium not included. <laughs> stadium not included. That's the best. Mom, why didn't you get me the stadium? Well, it wasn't included. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so even back in like 1986, people were still stupid. That's like, 
wow, I, you, you spend $20 on the product. This did not come with a 40,000 square foot building, sir. Well, you say back in 1986, people were still stupid. People have always been stupid. I mean, there was never a cutoff. That's the point. You should say in 2017, people are still stupid. We don't even have to say still. It's just people. People are stupid. It's given. Um, so, laser tag. Yes. This was our go-to. Like, <clears throat> did you ever go and play at a facility, if you will? What do you think? Well, you've never been to Planet Trog? Never. Our local uh, laser tag establishment? Never. Considered one of the largest in the country, according to their website. In never. In parentheses. So the largest in Pennsylvania, but then in parentheses, in the country. <laughs> okay. It's, it is the largest in Pennsylvania <laughs> in the country. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I actually had, I think, my 10th birthday here. At Planet Trog? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this Was is it a, around that long? It's Yeah, man. It's been around a long time. Uh, um, I think that's when it first opened, too. And it was in a small building. So, <laughs> Laser Tag's been around, I think it was 1985. And this was, like, the, the toy game. And then they started, facilities started popping up. With not just the cheap little ones that were good for 20 feet. I mean, these could, you know. Like a professional yeah, like kit. Like a professional yeah, kit. So, like, you would put this vest on, and, like, the vest, it was heavy. And then the gun was heavy, and um, it was still all infrared. How long does the game of laser tag last, and what do you do when you get killed, lasered out in the first, like, 10 minutes? Oh, uh, usually it's, they go pretty quick. I think it's only, like, five minutes or something. Oh. Like that. They're quick rounds, you know, and they keep it moving. But as soon as you're hit, you, you're out. And so if it's even like five on five or ten on ten and you're playing in like close quarters, it by pretty quick it's a quick turnaround. You're going arcade there, is there oh, something yeah, else to do? There is an arcade, but I don't think once you're hit, like you kinda just stand up, you go off to the side. Like it's not you don't just leave and cause you have to like check the vest out and like log out because they like track your score and shit like that. It's kind of like dodgeball. You get hit, you sit on the side. Well, that's no fun. Well, sometimes some there were some games where if you got to the other base, you can like shoot the little like target, and more people can come back in. Oh, it was a lot of fun. It was like, and it was like like laser bowling, but with guns. What? Because it was it was like laser bowling or uh, night bowling, whatever this shit. You know, when laser they, light bowling. Laser light bowling. Yeah, there you go. I never did yeah, it, so but I know of it. I'm looking at your list and I'm looking at my list and your parents seemed like they wanted to stimulate your mind and your body. I could not sit still. Yeah. And my parents were like, here's a TV, <laughs> go to town. I mean, I, one of my, I was going to talk about my uh, outdoor orienteering hiking stuff. No one wants to hear about me hiking, <laughs> but yeah, I love doing that stuff. Uh, I'm I, very much a outdoors, I, even though I don't look like it, I, I do enjoy a good hike. Or a good backpacking every now and then. Yeah, fuck. I'd but strapping a vest on and then running around in a dark room with neon lights and fog and shooting lasers at each other, which I did not know this. The laser that you see, because it's infrared, obviously, the laser that you see is actually a secondary laser that they put on there just to give you, it's like a tracer round. The, the light that you're seeing going through the fog and the smoke that they pump in there is not the actual light that triggers it. It's just, just an it's, effect. It's an effect for optics. So it just blew my mind. It just blew me away. It changed everything. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yep. We should go play. We should do a road trip. We'll go Fulkerson play laser tag. has been dying to get some sort of laser tag in with the people we work with. I don't know. Uh, forever. I don't. They also want a paintball. 
Uh, I would, paintball was on my short list too. I used to go and play in the D-Day tournament. Of course it was. There's, they'd, we'd go up to Jim Thorpe the up at Skirmish USA. When those, those alt-left, uh, also very bad people, Storm. Let's not get the very nice let, people with the. I mean, there's 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 not being political and then not siding with Nazis. Well, yeah. We we sung the praises of Indiana Jones. We just we can't sing the praises of Nazis. Look, I don't want to have to play devil's advocate two shows in a row, <laughs> so I won't. <laughs> but yeah, the D Day thing was pretty cool. It was uh, um, basically they'd recreate it. And they'd, you'd have waves, like thousands of people. And just, you'd have, they had, it was a field, of course. It wasn't a beach. But you'd have, uh, you know, the Germans, which technically were actually um, Poles in France, Normandy. But then you'd had, they had, like, the boats, like, that, and they'd drop the door down, and you'd all run out and try to go for cover. And there were times where it would open up, and you'd just get lit up. It was like saving, you would, like, saving Private Ryan. Like, the door would come down, and bam, right in the goggles. <laughs> and you'd have to go back, get cleaned up, and do it all over again. That was a good time. Oh my! But God. I would go up by myself. Never... I would go by myself because I wouldn't get anyone to go. So I'd go. I'd take my Bronco up, sleep in the back of that because it's like a three day thing. So I would just sleep in the back of my truck and. Oh, so we're not, we're talking like oh, later in life you did this. Uh, I mean, I was sixteen, seventeen. I was in high school. Not a lot of friends, <laughs> or not a lot of friends that wanted to play paintball with me. I was never into paintball. But I did have plenty of friends that wanted to go and play laser tag because we'd always go as a big group. And so that would be our thing at school. We'd all line up. It's like, when are we going? We're all getting together. And then you'd have to go and convince mom to drive you because you're 11. We'd all get together and watch, like, the bad kid in the neighborhood smoke cigarettes. (laughs) That was your outdoor activity? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> your idea of getting fresh air is to watch people smoke. Well, I never smoked myself, but we'd watch the bad kid smoke and act cool. We'd be like, what's wrong with him? How did he buy cigarettes? He looks 40. <laughs> he's our age, isn't he? <laughs> he was in our grade. Doesn't mean he's your age. Yeah, it's true. But, uh, all right, good first pick, good first pick. I'm kind of feeling self-conscious about all my picks now. Why is that? Well, the, you know, we, our parents never really took us anywhere. <laughs> And you got all these activities. Um, you made the most of your weekend. The, the, I, I still, I still do. I loaf them. I, well, this is this is my well, my weekend of my youth is my dream weekend now. <laughs> I hate doing things. Oh, see now I can't I can't stand like I, I three days now. I was supposed to try to you know, get my shit together, and instead I ended up just doing yard work. Did finish up the set though. It is. It's in my garage, and I'm going to spend Saturday putting it together. And then going through this newspaper site, <laughs> pulling ideas. It's uh, pretty incredible that um, that exists. And yeah, I, I, maybe I'll find some old ads for Planet Trog. Oh, yeah. They'll be there. They'll be there. Um, or we can just, we should go to the library and go through the microfiche. Well, you don't need to. This says. I had, there's something about it. Just shuttle, 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 shuttle. I'm making the little turny knob things too. Oh, shuttle, my shuttle, shuttle, shuttle. This is what you're going to get to see when we do live shows on our set. Squeezer's hand motions. He's tuning in Tokyo over there. All right, well, Hopefully let's Hopefully they have the air conditioning on there. Let's get to my next pick. Where are you going to find all the hottest toys? On the planet Mars? No! On a mountaintop? 
toy stores, it's the place to shop, you'll see. All the latest toys to choose from Hot We Got at KB. Can't find that popular new toy? If it's hot, then KB's got it. And you'll find a big selection of the hottest toy hits every day at all of our convenient locations. All the latest toys to choose from Hot We Got at KB. So I just pulled a KB toy commercial because it was the best store in the mall. But on Friday nights, when my parents decided to start taking us with them, what they'd do I, apparently was go grocery shopping. <laughs> it was a big Friday night out. Hmm. But the grocery store was attached to what was the, what is the South Mall. It's still there now. They chopped up that grocery store and they made like a hibachi and a, a mm-hmm. Blix art store. But there was a wise supermarket that, um, attached to the mall. So we'd go out to eat usually at the Burger King where we'd get the dinner baskets that I've talked about oh, in the yes, past. Yes. Or uh, inside the mall there was a Dino's Pizza, which is still there. No shit. Yeah, yeah Dino's Pizza. And the grape drink out of the little fountain, it's, which is still there. Yeah, that's what I used to get as a kid. So uh, I'm going to go through a couple of the stores that I remember being in there and some highlights of said stores. So you'd walk in the mall, and Hess's was like the anchor. And Hess's is a famous department store in Allentown area. Uh, but it would it, it's now Bonton. I don't know if anyone's familiar with that. It's another it's like a Macy's type high-end department store. And you, you cut through and you get into the meat of the mall. And then you gotta get through that anchor store. And then immediately to your left, there's this place called Schuylkill Valley Sporting Goods. It's still there. And why I like this place was because I'm a Minnesota Viking fan. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the few places you could find Minnesota Viking like hats, t-shirts, jerseys, starter jackets, starter fitted hats. You know, and that's our, I think I bought my Air Jordan 11s, too. There are the Foot Locker in the same mall. Uh, there was a Walden Books, and Walden Books was always a must-go. You got to go into Walden's. They had, they had, that's where I picked up all my Superman, uh, the Death of Superman books. That's where I got, because it was a lot of times easier than going to the comic book store. That's where I got a lot of first runs of Nightfall, and I'd also get them at the comic book store down by, by the Tillman 8. That's where I got all the Age of Apocalypse and all the crossovers, all the new books. I remember specifically buying the Gambit and Rogue spinoff at that mall. And remember those plastic cards they'd sell there? There'd be like a weird membership to something, and it was just a goof. But they had all those, they had like a spinner rack of these plastic yes. cards. Yes. They'd be like an ID card for something just or random. Membership. Yeah. Yeah. There was always like, a, like, like, I was enthralled by them. And they, my, my dad rightly pointed out they were junk, but. They were like two, three dollars for a plastic card, and then of course there was, you know, you check out the R.L. Steins, you check out, you know, a couple other books. Then there were the discount section. That's where I lived. I'd like to go through the discount section. I, I talked on them. If you go to radiers.com, you could read my article about my top five favorite things, Spider-Man. It's where I picked up the book, The Venom Factor. Uh, I got it for like a buck, and it was it was a hardcover, brand new book. But you could always find those good deals at the Walden. Discount section. I, I, I'm pretty sure, like, uh, what's the only bookstore anymore? Barnes & Nobles still has a discount section, right? I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I, I look at all the puzzles and the games. Yeah, puzzles and games, and that's that's not really a Walden book. All but they had, a, they had a few well, when of I'm them. at Barnes & Nobles. Yeah. They had magazines, too, but, like, there was a bigger magazine section in the grocery store, which I'll get to later. Uh, of course, there was Radio Shack, and Radio Shack is where I first learned uh. about... Carmen San Diego. 
You're not. A, are you a fan of the one in the South Mall? I'm not a fan of them at all. I've I've never been to one where I haven't gotten into a fight with someone. No. My dad knew, was on a first name basis with the guys. My dad's a ham radio operator. It's big in the. Can you ask him next? Just to let him know. I don't need batteries, and I don't want a Sprint phone. I'm good. Well, I think that one's closed, but this was before they sold Sprint phones, but they did sell batteries. Kramer had the famous line in Seinfeld, why does Radio Shack need your phone number when you buy batteries? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, also, Radio Shack was heavily featured in Short Circuit 2. That's where Johnny Five repaired himself. Uh, but they, they sold the Tandy computers, and we had a Tandy Deskmate, which had the Deskmate software, which was eight floppy disks. Uh, Enchantress told me she had a Tandy, and she'd play this Donald Duck Playland game. It sounds familiar. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but they had a Carmen Sandiego game, and I wanted it so bad. I was like, what is this? This looks so cool. It came with the big, the big uh, atlas or, or encyclopedia or whatever the fucking came mm-hmm. with. And um, I know Radio Shack was always really neat to go in with my dad because he'd, he'd always stop in there and you know, want to see all the... Transistors. But, well, yeah, he'd buy, he'd buy that stuff. CB yeah. radio antennas. New, a new roll of solder. <laughs> no. Whew. Uh, you know, then there was, well, I'm just going through the malls. You walk in. And then, of course, there was KB Toy Store. And who doesn't love KB Toy Store? It's where, like, KB, I worked for KB uh, in, like, 97 through 99. And uh, they, KB, like, lives in liquidation. So a lot of the stuff they buy, like, they, like, stuff will stay on the shelves of KB in infinite, infinitum. <laughs> Like you could find those Toy Biz DC uh, Batman heroes mm-hmm. even after they lost the license for years at KB just because they'd, they'd keep buying them in liquidation and they'd keep marking them down until they were like a fraction of a cent. All of my uh, Aliens action figures that I got for Christmas that one year all had, uh, they, were all, they were definitely all KB, like, KB grabs. Like three for five, yeah. like eight for ten. Like, I remember buying the entire line of shadow action figures for, like, pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. All my, I think, and my Terminator ones, I think they all came from there as well. Basically, all your R-rated action figures that right. they should never have produced in the first place. Right. So, yeah, KB was good for that. They also had, like, liquidated uh, Game Boy and, and Nintendo games. I remember getting Final Fantasy for the original Nintendo after its big run. Super Nintendo was already huge mm-hmm. for, like, $10.00. Brand new in its case, you know, brand new, brand new copy of the game, not like a used. Um, that Hikayo Alien game I talked about, oh, yeah. yeah, that game I got there for like fourteen. I got a, I got a uh, Virtual Boy for twenty dollars there. <laughs> Just think what you could do with that twenty dollars right now. Mm. Uh, you, you still have that Virtual Boy? It, it's my brother's probably in the attic. Yeah. So, KB was. Um, you know, that's, but there was other things in the mall that were great, but KB was, you know, the best. But there was, you know, you didn't limit, your, limit yourself just to KB because, of course, there was the electronic boutique. Oh, yeah. The front runner to GameStop. Uh, electronic boutique was started in Kingdom Prussia. Did you know that? I did not. It's the first store. They branched out all over the world. And then uh, EBX. Yeah, there were they- EB games and EBX and uh, Babbage's was a competing company that eventually turned into GameStop. GameStop bought EB, and you know, okay. it's all just GameStop. But I remember there was the Phillipsburg, New Jersey, Phillipsburg Mall that had a Babbage's. 
and they had they had they had uh, you know GameStop's model of used games. Babbage's did that, and Electronic Boutique did yeah, it. Yeah, they changed it up now. When I went in there looking for a copy of Resident Evil Two, she looked at me cross-eyed. PlayStation One games. Yeah, they don't have any GameCube no. either. You got to go no, to. I think it's only they only go one generation back. Second now, and I think. Charles, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, there's that store in the, the Plymouth Meeting Mall you should check out. I got to hunt down a copy of uh, for Genesis. Uh, is it Castle of Illusion? What's the Mickey Mouse game? It was out for Genesis. I think it is Castle of Castle of Illusion. I got to track that down for a for a friend for a trade. He's got another Genesis for me, so I don't have to rip mine apart. Huh. I'll help you look th- look for that. Yeah. So, you know the the electronic boutique was it's where I I got a lot of Game Boy games like buy a lot of accessories. I remember getting the boy and his blob for Game Boy there, uh. and that was impossible to figure out for a while. And uh, you know you finally got it. You didn't realize you had to use the jelly bean to turn him into something right at the get go to get into it. So I spent. Like a year doing nothing with that game, just frustrated. Or you throw them the wrong jelly bean, and you're just running around with a blowtorch for no <laughs> reason whatsoever. Yep. And, you know, Electronic Boutique was cool, and you could look at the, the computer software and all the computer games and all the cool stuff there. And then, of course, there was the opposite of the expensive stuff, the 99-cent store. Oh, yeah. The 99-cent store, the Dollar Tree, was always a really fun place to check out. Now they see, just seem dingy and dirty, but mm-hmm. back then they were like... um. Paradise. Yeah. All I use it for now are uh, gift cards and, like, yeah, gift cards, like gift bags and wrapping paper. You should, the stuff that is just going to get tossed in the trash anyway, right. like aluminum foil or some shit like right. that. But I'm not going to do my grocery shopping there unless <laughs> I need a good can of Dinty More beef stew. <laughs> that's the place to get your Dinty More because it's aged. It's been sitting there a while, so it, it adds a nice body to it. It's oh, much, yeah. much richer flavor than getting it at the grocery store. Sure. Uh, there was far more. Do you remember far more squeezer? Oh yeah, yeah. And this, they used to have the video section too. They have the ninety nine the dollar they rentals. Did. They did. Far more is it was a, a worldwide case because the two men who started Far More embezzled five hundred million dollars from it. And to in that world basketball league that they also mm-hmm. started. So oh, Sam Walton said the only company that scares him and the first company that ever scared him was Farmore because of their rapid growth. They grew to 300 stores and 25,000 employees almost overnight. Wow. But they, their whole thing was they buy in bulk to give you savings, mm-hmm. like the things that Walgreens and CVS couldn't do. But they were, it, was, it was big. It was like, like uh, the size of like a Walmart, but it was a pharmacy. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like a, uh, um, but my mom, that was like a, a mainstay. We'd always go on a farm more. Yeah, that's where we'd rent our movies from. Yeah. Uh, then there was, then there was James Way, and I've talked about James Way before. And if you're on the Northeast, particularly Jersey, New, upstate New York, and Pennsylvania, I think Maryland too, maybe Delaware, you remember James Way? They went bankrupt in 1995, but that's where we got our original NES. Yes, the guy reached up. It was he. The games and the game systems were in this like. I don't know how to describe it. Like where you, like some kind of like how you take your chips in to turn in a casino. Mm-hmm. It was like a there was like own a cage. Cage. There was yeah. his own cage, and he. I remember him reaching up and pulling our NES down for us. We got the action set, of course, the Zapper and the Duck Hunt and Mario. And uh, then James Ray was replaced by this store called Steinmart, which is still there. Yeah, it's kind of like a uh, a Ross almost. Ross, TJ Maxx, Maxx kind of place. Yeah. 
It's like if you find something that you really like and it's not in your size, just give up <laughs> or either put a few on or take a few off because there's only one of everything. There was an arcade there, and I remember this arcade as it was the first time I ever played Mortal Kombat 2 in the arcade. That was, I think, 96. I was a little older. And the best part about this mall was when you'd show up randomly on a Friday night and they'd be having a baseball card show. Oh, those would be awesome. Any, yes. Well, I always got excited anytime I saw random vendors set up. Yeah. Um, but if it was like, you know, the rock guy was always like, would they have the gem show and stuff like that? Yeah. But yeah. the card one. Card shows were always my favorite because the stacks of wax boxes, anything you could possibly imagine, this guy had. It was before, mm-hmm. you know, eBay, of course. So, or these guys had. It was a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. It was set up throughout the whole mall, almost like a flea market like, set like up. 50 Don Wests. Yeah, right. <laughs> Gem Mint 10s all over the place. And then we'd go grocery shopping. And the grocery store was more fun. I guess that's why I like going in grocery stores now, but not like like when there's people there. So I go late at night. <laughs> oh, God. So like you'd go in and you, at the deli, sometimes you get a free slice of American cheese. Mm-hmm. You know? And why is it this thing called the cookie cl- Kids Cookie Club? Where you, you'd get a card and they'd give you a cookie. On, but Amanda was talking about the same thing. Apparently, you would go to the, the bakery, and yeah. they had cookies. Yeah. I'm like, this is all new to me. I missed nah, out nah, my entire had, childhood. Yep. Had I have had that as a kid, I mean, I mean, my, obviously, my first one run was right to the deli, you know, right to the back of the deli, because I, I got to get my cheese. Right. Well, yeah. Um, but And then you'd do a little lap around, find a different guy behind the counter, get another slice, and, you know, have a good, you know, half a pound of cheese before you leave the grocery store. <laughs> and then you buy your bag of cheese ends. <laughs> Well, they had the Kids Cookie Club, and you got free cookies. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I yeah. can't believe I'm just learning about this now. But we, it, our parents, this I don't know if this happens anymore, but would let us break away. We'd go to the magazine section because I had to read WWF the magazine in the store because they kind of would frown upon it in Walden because it was just a small space, but they didn't give a fuck at the yeah, grocery yeah. store. They're not making There's, their money off yeah. of... There was like Pro Wrestling Illustrated. They were, remember the computer buyer's guide, the PC shopper's guide? It was like the size of, of the King James Bible mm-hmm. in, in magazine form. I'd browse through that and, uh, you know, all the wrestling magazines at the time. Occasionally my mom would let me buy the WWF magazine or like the special SummerSlam or WrestleMania issue. And then you go right to the little 25-quarter egg machines. Oh, yeah. You know, you get the little plastic... Mm-hmm. Uh, ball filled with something good or gumballs or a handful of candy and you just go and you stare at you, all the bubbles got, in if there. If you got a Super Bowl, it was like... Yeah, Super Bowls are always good, but like the ones that like on the front display had like all these really cool toys and you'd just be looking up and down like seeing where they're cool mm-hmm. and you hope to get the good one. You never did. No. But I don't even know if there were good ones in there, but... We would always go because they'd have that little toy section in the grocery store too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Toys. Yep. So I would go, and they'd have, like, the squirt guns that are attached to the cardboard backing yeah. with, like, a tie wrap. So I'd be running around, my sister and I, just playing with those all the time, but, like, still attached to the cardboard because <laughs> you could still, like, squeeze the trigger. Oh, we were such assholes. Uh, anyway, well, that long... The malls on Friday night, the South Mall, and the Friday night mall trips were always fun for me. I know other time going to the mall was fun, but this mall, we were kind of, since it was, like, a regular thing... We're kind of allowed to run free and do mm-hmm. our thing. So it was like your go-to. And then, then you'd go home and watch TGIF? Well, yeah, or, or yeah, yeah, pretty much. Or uh, 
what was that Thunder in Paradise, that Hulk Hogan show? <laughs> I remember watching that on TNT. Uh, anyway, uh, let's go to your next pick that doesn't involve consumerism or television. Simpsons, the arcade game. Oh, hell yeah. So, in uh, Saturday mornings, young Squeezer, he needed to be involved in some athletics after realizing that baseball wasn't going to be in his future. So, what better than to become, go into bowling? I was in a bowling league. Were you? Mm -hmm. No shit. Yeah. I guess we did play on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, it's always Saturday morning. I didn't like going, though. Yeah, it was... It was <laughs> my mom always had to drag me. My brother was really into it, and I was like... Uh. Um, so, <laughs> I sucked. Yeah, so did and I. I did this for you, but it was fun. I enjoyed doing it, and I'd get really angry. But, bowling aside, they had a Simpsons arcade game there. Mm. And that was our go-to. So, I would purposely get... Because we weren't allowed to play the arcade games during... Jordan? Yep, Jordan. That's where I bowled too. Yep. It's probably, we're probably there at the same time. All right. Um, were you on my team? I, I mean, I don't think so. But so they wouldn't let you play during bowling, which was just be, torment you because you know there's all these arcade games. They had Mercs back there as well, which was a uh, who made Mercs? Uh, Capcom. It was a Capcom game, and it was a top. Oh, so precious. Ryan holding his little six-pound bowling ball. Is there something out of the frame, like holding that up so your arms didn't break off? Look at those RJK ingredients in it. Oh, that is so sweet. Yeah, I had DTK on mine. Oh. oh I'll have to post on an Instagram. <laughs> I'll have to find some of mine. I don't know if they had a lens wide enough to get me no, the picture I'm, back then. I'm not going to put this on Instagram. I'm putting it on radiers.com. Oh. You have to go to radiers.com and see this gem. Um, yeah, what so, was and, your joke you just made about you? Uh, that they didn't have a lens wide enough to <laughs> fit me in <laughs> with my team as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, bowling aside, like they would take it so seriously. Like They yeah. were all breeding us to be these next you know, great bowlers. Um, I just wanted to go and play. I just wanted to go and play uh, Video games. So did I. And, I mean, my it, parents never let me. They'd be like, they'd always mysteriously never have quarters. <laughs> but I'd see them buying Cokes. Because mm -hmm. that was back then when a Coke would only cost a quarter. Oh, my dad would just go to the bar. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, they had a Simpsons arcade. So as soon as we lost, I mean, as just soon as we lost, we just bolted. Throw 10 balls, balls down oh, the yeah, gutter and get out of there. Whip it, whip it, whip it. I want to go play Simpsons Arcade. And then that was, and hopefully, you hope that it was a drop-off day. Because there were plenty of times where my mom or dad would stick around. But right. there were days that they would drop, just drop me right, off yeah, and I would go in. Yeah. And you would, you would hope for those drop-off days and that you would quick lose so you can go and play Well, you live close to Jordan. Arcade. Jordan, for me, was if my parents were driving us there, you know, usually they'd go run errands up MacArthur mm -hmm. Road because it was it was near all the stores. Yeah, or you just go to George Washington Motor and get some Coke and hang out with uh, or get Jimmy Snooker. Get Vince's steroid guy to juice you up. 
But uh, well, I mean, I could, we, we I could have, I could have walked there, but it's kind of it would be something out of the Warriors because I'd have to cross through Jordan Park. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, come out and play. <laughs> now listen, before we go any further, we have to promise ourselves. Mm-hmm. Now that I have this newspaper thing, I want to research this, and we are going to get to the bottom of this Vince McMahon, George Washington, because I we know insiders. Yeah. Oh, well, that's the same guy that I'm getting a Genesis from. He's got two. I don't know. Danio? Yeah. I don't know why he's got two. And he wants he wants a copy of fucking Mickey Mouse fucking Castle of Illusion. Uh, whatever the hell it's called. Why? I don't. He's retired now. He's bored. <laughs> oh yeah, he'll be over here. We won't be able to get rid of him. Oh my god, no. Like all, a, all, a, a, like a cat you feed. All, all, he, all he does is fish and shoot guns now and hang out with his family and relax. He came out of retirement for three days and he's like, fuck this. Yeah, well, I don't think that's gonna last. Staying out of retirement? Being able to stay away. No, he, well, we'll bring him here. He'll be our third mic. We're all cursed. He can, he can, he can bitch. We'll, we'll talk what, about what Would it's you like. guys like to hear us talk about the 80s and 90s with a curmudgeon <laughs> who worked for the WWF? He's got some in his awesome heyday. wrestling stories. We should also though. bring George, who worked for WCW when it started. That's right. In Atlanta. Now runs the biggest, well, one of the runners of the biggest. Uh, production, mobile production facilities mm-hmm. in the world. He'd come too. I love to tell stories, and he's funny too. Oh yeah, he would actually enjoy. Oh, it. the two of them just going at it. I don't think George would come. Donio is here. We won't tell him. Yeah, we won't tell him. Nothing. Oh, we'll, we'll not just, that George is anything against you, Dave, because no. I know you listen to this. But no, we'll just we'll each throw him in a van with a balaclava <laughs> over their head. Fester, and- <laughs> get him for us. Um, we'll bring the total age of this. Apartment up to, I don't know, 500. Oh, God, just turn the air on because it's going to smell like old. <laughs> the bowling alley. Oh, yeah. We're going to get to the bottom of the George Washington Motor Lodge and yes. it's ties to WWF and Vince McMahon. We'll do an episode on that. But uh, Jordan Lane's bowling. Simpsons Arcade. That's Simpsons, what it's all about. Simpsons Arcade. That was my Saturday. You just prayed that you lost quick and they were late to pick you up so you can get as many in as you could. Well, I talked... My Friday, and now here's my Saturday morning. It's on Fox. It's on Fox. Now, of course, Squeezer, I watched Saturday morning cartoons before Fox started their Fox Kids lineup. But I fondly remember a lot of Fox Kids. Even when I was well beyond the age you should be watching Saturday morning cartoons, I was I then I graduated from Fox to uh, ABC one Saturday morning Mm. because I was really into recess and weekenders, which their whole theme was living for the weekend. Oh, speaking of, Enchantress and I watched the new DuckTales last night. Yeah. It is awesome. Yeah. It looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like the look I, of I it. I think, yeah. 
Did you see the first episode? I did yet? not yet. No, I was. It's called Woo. Same theme song, and they did they did a lot of classic Donald gags in it. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. Well, I've been, it's I've out, been, and it's, I know. it's on YouTube. The first episode. Okay. But. Uh, well, we also have. There's also 12 hours of Defenders to watch. Starting today, yeah. 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 I was actually going to try watching at midnight last night, but I didn't get done well, doing shit. Well, that's, that's how we're going to... I'm going to build a fort in the living room on Sunday, and I believe we're just watching Defenders <laughs> until Game of Thrones comes along. Uh, did you hear what happened? You're going to backtime it with the Game of Thrones release? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I stay away from all of it. I don't... I, I'm kind of old school when it comes to my TV. I was just brought up that way. I like... There's something about seeing it when it's intended to be right. out. I don't know why, but I... I I try to stay away from it, and I mean I will avoid the internet at all costs, um, which isn't hard. I've actually gotten really good at just not being online. It kind of feels good. It's freeing. <laughs> well, I'm not. Anyway, that's check out DuckTales. Don't put it off. I know you you put a lot of things off. Check, watch it with the little one. She'll love it. Oh, it's very yeah. Colorful, yeah. colorful. And Enchantress is excited for Big Hero 6 is getting a series on Disney XD hmm. in November. But, uh, yeah, Fox Kids with Eek the Cat, and Tasmania, and Tiny Toons, Batman the Animated Series, X-Men, Bobby's World. That's a powerful lineup. Yeah, there was a lot of good stuff on there. Earlier, though, you know, you'd watch, like, the CBS mornings. You know, you'd get... I don't know where Turtles was on. I think Turtles was on CBS. Uh, the earlier was Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a lot of them, and I talked about this before on our Saturday morning cartoon episode, the USA Cartoon Express. Mm-hmm. So, and I would get, an, I'm going to, my next pick, it involves USA in a more adult manner. Oh. So, uh, yeah, Saturday morning cartoons, you pull your big ball of, you know, Ghostbusters cereal or... Leftovers Domino's Pizza. Leftovers Domino's Pizza, which I, apparently you had the other day. Yeah, it was pretty damn um, good. I'm not going to lie. Squeezer Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. What, do you, what, what caused the Domino's leftovers? You just got it for dinner, and then you're like, I'm having breakfast tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I planned ahead. I oh. got extra. Uh. <laughs> Knowing that there would be breakfast. So I don't really have a whole lot to say about this because we spent a whole episode on it, and I think we're going to spend another one. Oh, can, yeah, you can do a whole series just on cartoons. But Saturday mornings, you know, you'd get up and you'd watch your cartoons, and mm-hmm. then as soon as they're over, you're out the door. Would you, like, plot your blocks? Because, like, we would get the TV, like, the week TV guide that came in the paper. Oh, well, we like got, my dad got the TV guide. The actual TV yeah, guide. Yeah. Well, we would get the, the, you know, free one. It was basically like a little phone book, but for TV. Yeah, it was, uh, like, Skinny, long, yeah. yeah. Like a comic book, Yeah, basically. like a comic book, yeah. And I would immediately flip the Saturday and I'd get a highlighter and a pen and I would actually mark, like, where my times are and highlight what shows I'm watching and when so that nothing was ever missed. Well, no, I wasn't that bad. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but like, in the winter... I like, put more production into my... more pre-production into my TV watching than TV making. That might be my problem. Yeah, probably. They, uh, I mean, I did too, but they, you know, in the summer, you don't really watch Saturday morning cartoons a whole lot because you're out first thing. You're out doing stuff, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as first light, you're outside till, till your parents like it's midnight, get the hell in here, you vampire. 
but you know, once school starts and it's Saturday morning, you're you know watching cartoons. And it's, it's time to decompress. It is. It is. You're, you know, you're still up a little. You get to sleep in a little bit, but, you know. You nah, I was still up at 6. You're a maniac. I was actually up earlier on the weekends than I was during the week. I wanted to catch Captain Noah, who's on at 6. <sighs> like, you can't, yeah. But uh, what did you do then when you had your time off? Three, two, one. Ignition. We have liftoff. Recovery system has deployed. Rocket is now returning to Earth. Is that cool or what? Not only will model rockets get your heart racing, they'll have everybody going wow. No, they won't. What? No, they won't. Model rockets. <laughs> I had to pull that one. Oh yeah. My you brother were... was into them. Not oh, me. Of course he was. Yeah. I gotta talk to. I gotta ask Chris what he had. Uh, yeah, Estes. Uh, Estes. Estes model rockets. So I was in the, I was in the model rocket club, of in school, are. of course, um, which was awesome because you got to play with exacto knives in school. Yeah. Um, now you can't even bring one like oh hundred yards within. A you school. probably couldn't even take the rocket in, even without an engine. It's like, well, it's, it looks like a missile. Right. Which technically, <laughs> it is. Nice. Um, so yeah, you would build them. We would build them in class, but then on the weekends, we would take them out and we would launch them. That was our big thing. So. And then, you know, eventually we can... Like, so was it all of you working on your own or oh, yeah, as a no, group you, you working work, on you one work big on your own one? Because it's basically a paper towel tube with a plastic nose cone on it and then a, an explosive device crammed in the bottom. So, uh, And then I would tend to try to modify a few things and <laughs> make it my own and flip some stuff around. And it didn't always end well. But. How many rocket kits would you build a year? And could you rebuild one after you launched it? Oh, yeah, because it had a recovery system. So like it, uh, it had a uh, uh, report, recall, re- report, whatever. After the rocket was finished, it would blow out the other end, which would pop the nose cone off, and that had a parachute in it, and it was all attached with like little, like those little stretchy kind of thin bungee cord things, like mm-hmm. almost like a bra strap, and it would kind of, and then it would parachute down. You'd pick it up, and if you did it right, all you had to do is replace the engine, and you were good to go again. You could launch it right away. It's not like they exploded. Unless, um, I mean, every, anyone can just just stuff it full of fireworks. It's not, the easiest thing to do would just be glued a nose cone on because then the nose cone can't pop off and it just the whole thing would just burst up in the air. That was always fun. But these things were kind of expensive, so you didn't want to do it too often. Mm. <laughs> or, you tried, or you tried just building your own out of whatever material you can find and just strap a rocket to it. And <laughs> always... Always use a launch rod. So, yeah. Because there would be, be a platform and there would be a rod on it and there would be a little sleeve that would be attached to the side of the rocket and that would guide it up just like three feet enough until it was... Like a model rocket. Yes. Yeah. Um, don't just set it on the ground and I ignite feel like it. you have a story where you learned this lesson the hard way. Yeah. I'd actually, somewhere there is video of this and it looked like something out of like frontline footage like from the gulf war like this thing goes up about 10 feet in the air and you see it make a slight turn and starts launching right at us the, i wasn't running the camera my friend was because it was his camera and he followed it was impressive impressive follow right down to his feet and there's oh, this wow. rocket signal now we had this thing we had it we took bottle rockets took the sticks off and packed it full of uh just stickless bottle rockets 
And next thing you know, we just start, and just, you actually see them as we're running, coming over our shoulders and exploding as we're running away from this. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a good time. We all could have died. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, I, I always thought, like, I would love to get back into building them again. But no. You have to have a boy. Well, I guess no. squeeze that could Why? Yeah. Why? She can't, I'm sorry. I just, she can't be, what, she can't be a scientist, Ryan? She <laughs> can't get into rocketry? Huh? <laughs> Uh, I am being a bigot again. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> she can do whatever she wants unless it's in television. No <laughs> television. No television for little squeezette. I was just picturing my sister. She wouldn't. I mean, I want nothing to do with rockets either. But two girls in the house, me and oh, Lisa. These were a good time. I had, I, my, I had my my Patriot. That was that was my pride and joy. I put a lot of work into that one. <laughs> But, man, some of these, they were just massive. And you'd get the catalog, almost like you would get, like, a Lego catalog or whatever, you know. Action toy guide. Action toy guide like that, but it would come with rockets. And some of these things were just awesome looking. They had the one that you would put the egg in. So there was a little chamber, and you would, there was padding, and then you put the wadding in, then put an egg in, put more padding, and like then an put the nose cone on. Like a, yeah, an egg. And then it would launch Uncooked? up. Yeah, raw. And then you would launch it up. And this one, it's separated into two pieces, so the, the tube, the rocket itself would float down in one parachute and then the nose cone with the egg in it would parachute down with the other and you'd see if the egg would survive the launch <laughs> most of the time it did most of the time it did unless it had and like if your parachute got tangled up and it hit the ground a little too hard and uh, if it didn't you have a mess in your hands well i mean it's just in a tube so it's not that no. not that bad but eventually then we started you're supposed to do it in like a field out in the open we started just doing it in the backyard and there's a power lines and neighborhoods. And then the worst thing about parachute is, depending on the wind, now you're, like, scouring the neighborhood, just climbing over fences through neighbors' backyards, climbing up on roofs, just trying to get your, trying to get your rocket back. Yeah, when you're kids, all land is your land. As long as mm-hmm. it's outside, it's perfectly... St- it's, yeah. it's fair game. Fair game. Unless you have a dog. Oh. Oh. We should build a rocket together. We That'd should, be a fun yeah. experience. It'd be an experience. So back to me, who instead of building rockets, playing outside or doing anything, I would stay inside. <laughs> so after after Saturday morning cartoons and after WWF WrestleMania Challenge or WWF Challenge, what was it? Challengers, I think was it, and Superstars. WWF Superstars and WWF Challengers, I think, were the two syndicated shows. You'd watch like there'd be weird shows on. Um, on uh, uh, what was it? WUP uh, WPIX eleven because mm-hmm. where we live we get the Philadelphia stations and the New York stations proper. So like uh, Fox five New York and Fox twenty nine Philly, um, and of course WPIX, which is awesome come football season because you get two different games. Right, yeah. Uh, Channel nine, which ha- has the Howard Stern show, and of course WPIX eleven, which had their Fright Night. And they're, they're, you know, all, all Halloween season. And, you know, of course, you'd get your fair share of Ron Co, Ron Popeil infomercials, you know. And then as you grow up later in life, you start finding interests in other television, particularly the USA Network.
So on March 4th, 1995, Saturday night, I remember being at the premiere for two shows in particular from 10 to 11. This was my new, this was order Domino's pan pizza because remember it re-came back out around then. Mm -hmm. Get yourself, you know, lined up with all your junk food and your crystal Pepsi and your wild cherry Pepsi or whatever to watch Duckman. Uh, Took it, me a beat. Weird Science, the TV show with Vanessa Angel. Mm -hmm. Oh, hubba hubba. And Duckman. Great show. I, I never missed a Saturday night. And then uh, they'd, do, they'd show like those like campy horror movies or like, uh, you know, like a, like a sequel to Friday the 13th mm -hmm. or Jason. And they'd always have uh, Gilbert Gottfried and that really oh sexy. Oh, that's uh, right. Who is that? Uh, that woman that was always, oh, God, I can't remember her name. But um, I was looking up, like, so much, so much, like, old USA stuff. And, uh, oh, Rhonda Shear. Oh, yeah. She, they did, mm -hmm. she, if she was, like, always dressed in lingerie and stuff, and they do the wraparounds. Mm -hmm. Of course, there were silk stockings Ooh. that came out after wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Primetime wrestling. Uh, and then even that, that, Raw, that, right? That, that was, like... Silk Stockings was the that page in the J.C. Penney's catalog, but on TV. Right, it was uh, Special Victims Unit before Special Victims Unit, you know, came. Remember the old Swamp Thing TV show? Shit, yeah. They used the actual actor from the the John Carpenter movies, and that, that really it sounded like Uncle Vic almost talking. <laughs> and um, so weird, and they even did like Luke Besson's La Femme Nikita as a, as a mm -hmm. show, which was also very sexual too. But my two shows were Weird Science TV show and Duckman. It's every Saturday night from 10 to 11. And then you know what I watched after that? Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Oh, yeah. So that came 94. So that, that was my Saturday night as I was grown up, 95. After SNCC, you know, SNCC was the jump from TGIF, you know, to being a little older, to being a tween. Mm -hmm. And then once you're, you're a teen... I was I was heavy into Weird Science and, and Duckman, and the shows were great. Duckman was voiced by Jason Alexander in the height of his Seinfeld fame, and I'm gonna pull this full circle. The voice of Duckman's arch nemesis, which was something chicken. Uh, God, I should have wrote this down. I was making I got I was making my notes this morning, and then I got sucked into this newspaper. And um, I, I didn't write everything that I wanted to down. Oh, King Chicken. Herbert, George mm -hmm. Herbert Walker, Debbie, uh, Herbert Walker, King Chicken, was voiced by none other than a Tim Curry. <laughs> Every show. Every show. We're doing it. We have to. I text <laughs> We're doing a, a, an episode dedicated just to Tim Curry. We have Tim to. Curry. We could probably just take all of our references to him, cut together, and have a two-hour show right there. <laughs> right. Because Amanda was listening to last week's show, and we talked about it once, and then she ended the show. She's like, you talked about him twice, because she had brought up it lately. Cause, well, as soon as you said that to me, I knew I was going to get him again. Well, she was online. She was watching something online, just uh, something on demand, and you know they throw in, like, the, they'll edit out the commercial break and just throw in one commercial in, right. in place. Of course, that show, every commercial break was yeah, it, yeah. and she is just mortified by right. it. But she will say that even though it looks scary, she still thinks that Tim Curry, the original, still looks scary. Well, I don't know. I heard the what sells this movie is the creepy performance of Penny, the guy playing Pennywise. So we'll have to see it. Well, we won't. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'm, I'll you see You can. It, I'm, even I'm kind of... 
Well, see, I don't like... Uh, my thing is with clowns, and even though it goes against what clowns are about, Pennywise being, you know, just sadistic monster, uh, real clowns that, like, bring joy and happiness, I just can't stand it. Well, I'm freaking out it's, from it's, clowns from the movie Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which my mom made me watch when I was six. Well, that was mean. Yeah. See, I don't like the fake joy. Yeah, Look, don't force it on me. Mm. If I'm going to be happy, just let me be happy. But to say, like, hey, I'm dressed like an asshole. Here's a balloon. Be happy. Nah, that's not enough for me. Well, a clown dates back all the way past the court gestures and to oh, the sure. original Shakespeare, guffaw and mm-hmm. whatnot. But, uh, yes, just, just stop with your spreading joy. Yeah. So Let me find it myself. Eric Duckman is a private eye. And he's played mm-hmm. by Jason Alexander. And his partner is Cornfed, who's kind of like a Joe Friday, straight-laced guy. And he's got those two, like, Care Bear-type assistants, Fluffy and Uranus, <laughs> who he's constantly like, killing and putting through, like, the paper shredder. Uh, and he lives with his, his dead wife's twin sister, who hates him, and his three sons and two bodies. The, the older stoner was voiced by Dweezil Zappa. <laughs> and um, the two-headed... Uh, two-headed son, which is Mambo and uh, Charles. And then um, Grandmama is the big fat flatulent grandma. And it was, it was I loved the show as a kid. Mm-hmm. It was adult, you know, it was everything. It was, off, it was off my parents' radar, so they didn't know that it was, you know, too adult for me. It was never really huge, but and it ended in a cliffhanger, too. You never know how it wound up. The triple marriage scene. I don't think I ever saw the last episode. Beatrice, his ex-wife, shows up, and uh, you really don't know if uh, if it's ever going to happen. So they joke. The guy who created it, uh, he wrote the. He also did the comic book for Dark Horse. Is Everett Peck. Uh, he's joked about a sequel coming. He's, and I guess now that they've restarted X Files, he's a big X Files fan. I think he said he wanted to revisit Duckman. I would love this prime Netflix. Awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect for it. Well, and then the, the Weird Science um, TV show was, was kind of took the same, like, as the Ferris Bueller TV show. Like, the movie existed, and then this TV show's real life. That's, mm-hmm. And the, so Weird Science, they're like, we wanted to create a girl like those two kids did in that John Hughes movie. But, you know, there was chat, and it, was, it wasn't um, as brilliant as Bill Paxson's chat. Oh, no. But it was still it was still pretty good chat, and Vanessa Angel played Lisa, and uh, yeah, it was great. It was very sexualized. <laughs> for how old were you? Well, ninety five, March. I was thirteen. Oh, so you're 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 just frothing at the mouth, God, just yeah. frothing at the mouth or at the hand. No, <laughs> either or. <laughs> That's an image. Uh, Oh, man. All those stuffed animals in my <laughs> poor room having to just stare dead-eyed at me <laughs> while I did the naughtiest things with anything I can. That was before the age of internet porn. You think, like, in Toy Story, as soon as you walk out there and they come to life, they just vomit. Yeah. They just hurl over to the side. <laughs> Why is he always doing this? Just rip one of them. Just ripping, ripping their little plastic yeah, right. eyes out. The one with the, the little baby doll with the eyes that shut when it lays down and just trying to glue them shut. All right, trying to contact uh, the Dr. Kevorkian of stuffed animals to end it all. 
It's a cruel life they live. But yeah, USA at night was was my was my thing on Saturday nights starting ninety March of ninety five, March fifth, nineteen ninety five. It's a premiere. Did you ever watch these shows? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been so long though, like it's not it's not oh, those that are fresh. Like Duckman, I, I remember all, all me, okay. like, being like into like catching the premiere. I was there for premiere night. I was into like hmm. I'm watching this. This is going to be my show. This is my thing. It was my thing. And then, uh, Squeezer, what uh, fun outdoorsy type thing do you have next? Living rooms, bedrooms, dinettes. Oh, yeah. You can find them at the market. We talking about flea market. Montgomery. It's just like, it's just like a mini The greatest oh, yeah. YouTube clip ever. I had to find something with flea markets in it. Yeah, I guess so. There's actually a 10-hour loop of this. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, so we would do uh, weekends, Saturday mornings, get up with my dad sometimes. It was, well, maybe a little bit older. and uh, Or he'd just yank me. It's like, no cartoons. We're getting outside and whatever. Uh, we'd hop in the truck and go and hit up some flea markets. I mean, we would dr- sometimes drive like an hour and a half, two hours out in the middle of nowhere where it's just tents and tables set up and now there's a couple near me and they're kind of what were you looking for when you're didn't matter no nothing i mean sometimes you always had that guy that was just had the cardboard boxes laying on the ground with all like the hardware like the hardware store stuff like gloves and paint rollers and bungee cords that you get for like 99 cents i'm sure just fell off the back of the truck right it was it was carbor freight before harbor freight yeah yeah um or just weird, you know, butterfly knives and, you know, shit like that. Uh, and, but, so we would go and just, you just get lost. And I would always look for, you, you had the regular vendors that were always there. But then I, and, you know, they, they kind of made a living or a side living off of this stuff. But you'd go for the people that kind of had like the yard sale that they brought with them. Right. And that's where I would go and do my toy shopping. Right. <laughs> so that way I can get. You know, a lot of my toys came secondhand that I got from them for like 50 cents or some shit like that. And in my case, it was my crowning achievement. I found myself a Cobra Night Raven. Now, this thing's this was the jet. It was based off the SR-71. This thing's three feet long. There were parts broken on it. All the stickers were gone. You know, the I think the cockpit was half broken. It wasn't missing the original guy. One wing's gone. And it also had a little, but it did have its little spy jet that was on the back of it that could detach. And uh, <laughs> that thing was awesome. So then I bought this thing. I'm walking around with this three-foot fighter jet. I was so, I was so excited when I found this. Oh, probably next to nothing. I mean, there was some little old lady selling it. It was probably her Two sons bucks. that she hasn't, probably something like that. Probably It was probably her sons that doesn't talk to her anymore. Right. Yeah, so she's just trying to get rid of all those memories and why not make some cash doing it. But uh, if, if you're curious, in G.I. Joe the movie, this is what Serpentor was in, that ah. uh, Flint blew up right before uh, uh, Duke was put into a coma after taking a snake spear into the heart. Thanks a lot, Transformers. But yeah, it was our, that was our go-to. But I mean, and it was fun. Like, we would hit them up. You'd hit a different one up each week and... Just there's so much cool stuff, and then that was too when they would sell all the army stuff. So you'd buy like all those ammo canisters and just mm-hmm. weird army shit, surplus. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and just people watching, and just all the weird shit that you can find. It was just fun I to explore. Have a similar experience, but it was way different. 
my, I told you my dad was in the ham radio, right? Mm-hmm. When I got old enough to be initiated into this, my dad would take me, what he took my brother to all the time, ham fests. That sounds delicious. No, it's ham radio fest. Uh. So these were flea markets for basically radio and very little interest. But there was a lot of shareware there, like those floppy disks of shareware. Okay. So I'd buy like versions of like Wolfenstein and... Uh, like my, my, my bootleg copy that yeah, you get, yeah. Doom and other, other shareware. This was basically bootleg. Mm-hmm. The guy would sell tons of shareware. Uh, so yeah, he would drag me to, and he'd occasionally sell, and he was really into radios and I, I really don't even know what the hell it was because I'm not into radios like my brother and dad are. But they would, he would occasionally be a seller, and I'd be able to walk around on my own, or he, we'd be there just to look. And that at the, and they'd always pick up one of his creep ham radio friends to ride with us, and they always smelled, and I didn't like it. But yeah, I didn't really enjoy the ham fest too much. It was neat, Aww. like going with my dad and like mm-hmm. you know hanging out, but it was nothing for me there really. I see. And then when you're there, you, you go for the weird stuff. You stay for the food. <laughs> What was the food? All right. Well, so there's there's like a couple. turkey barbecue? No. Well, yeah, yeah, they had that. Well, the one, so there's one uh, west of here, uh, actually not far from where my last pick is actually placed at. Uh, there they had the, the deep fry stand. So it was basically a shed with a guy with a deep fryer in it. And they had all, like, you can get all your veggies and stuff deep fried. And uh, I would always just go with the onion rings. They were fantastic. But the batter and then the oil... Oh, it was so good. It was, it was more of a slurry than it even was hot oil because these things came out and, God, they were greasy. It was like picture like fish sandwich, like Bart rubbing the fish sandwich on the wall and the bird hitting it. Th- this is, you, if you dropped this on the ground, you would see China. <laughs> what? They what were the, so good. What else did they sell? Uh, you can get like, they had like cauliflowers. You can, just all kinds of veggies that they had you, know, you can get. And then, is it the same guys at the downtown fair? Nope, no, this no. is his own. This no. is his own thing. Um, at least I think I'm just. But uh, I hadn't been there in probably f- ten years, maybe more, since the last time I had this. When is it open? And then um, every other every other uh, sun Saturday or Sunday, I think. Are they this, open tomorrow? We should go. Uh, I got I got plans tomorrow. I should go. You should go. Uh, I'll give you directions. Just go out. Uh, go out seventy eight. It's not far. Um, but uh, we went ba- I went back. In fact, when I went to do a little prop shopping to get some stuff for the set, uh, I was there. And my one thing, I kept telling my wife, I'm like, we have to find the stand, and I need to get the onion rings. Did you? And they were there. He's still there. Same oil? Same oil. And I had, so I got a small, which a small, it's kind of like a supersized fry. This thing was just an enormous basket of just greasy, deliciously deep fried onions. And I took one bite, and I, my system immediately went into shock and started to shut down. It was so good. So good. And I ate... So Amanda had one. She might have had two. She couldn't, like, keep a straight face. They were so greasy and so delicious. Uh, the batter is so rich, and oh, I'm getting so excited right now just thinking <laughs> yeah, about calm it. calm down. But, yeah, I ate this whole basket, and I've never felt the same way again. Now, there's another one. If you go an hour and a half up the other way, there was uh, one of those. This is before food trucks were, like, an it thing, and I'm sure this one wasn't exactly up to code. But you would get a sausage, egg, and cheese sandwich on a Kaiser roll, and 
You know, like those, those, uh, those like fun hats you can have that looks like a cheeseburger, but you wear it on your head. It's like a cheeseburger hat. Yeah. It was that big. Oh. You could wear this thing on your head, but if you did, it would scald you because the grease coming off of the sausage and the cheese would sear your flesh, and it would it would be like, uh, uh, like the end of Raiders, and just <laughs> your face would melt. Uh, but this was so good, and you'd have to you'd have to walk with like a hunch leaning over because all the grease you didn't want to get it all over your clothes, and you or walk sideways because the wind would just blow all just the grease back onto you. But man, it was it's probably the best sandwich you'll ever have, and heartburn out the ass. So go and find someone the the guy that has the uh, the pharmacy stand set up at the flea market where you can buy medicine. Oh. Uh, yeah, pick up some tums while you're there. But yeah, it's all about if you're gonna go to a flea market, you gotta go. You gotta go for the food. Huh. Because nothing, nothing says uh, cheese fries and cotton candy, um, onion rings, at uh, eight thirty in the morning on a Saturday. That's what it's all about. Oh, for sure. Well, okay, I can't beat that. But uh, I, I'm talking about something fried here. Time to make the donuts. Dunkin' Donuts are always fresh. I made the donuts. We make them at least twice every day. Time to make the donuts. Not a few kinds, like supermarkets. Made the donuts. Time to make the donuts. But up to 52 varieties. The donuts. <laughs> Time to make the donuts. I made the donuts. Dunkin' Donuts, up to 52 varieties, fresh day and night. No supermarket can say that. So, <laughs> Saturday, we were raised Catholic. Mm. So, that involved trying to get the How'd church. that work out in the end? Yeah, well, not anymore. Uh, but it, 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 I didn't, there was nothing wrong with it. There was, like, church was just the thing you had to go to. It mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, you put your nice clothes on. Yeah. You go, it was good, like, at Christmas and Easter because you knew you were getting presents after. Yeah. But regularly it was it was okay but my dad would always go through dunkin donuts after church if we go on sunday sometimes there was like a 4 30 mass on saturday and it was a, a good one to go to because that means you got to sleep in but if we'd go to church he'd go through dunkin donuts and get us munchkins and we loved you know dunkin donuts munchkins and it used to be in that yellow box mm-hmm. with all the little munchkin bakers making them Remember oh that that's box? right yeah yeah and, uh, you know, it was a special treat. But Sundays were kind of like the decompressing day, as Elaine would put it in Seinfeld. You know, you'd, you'd, there would there'd be some cartoons on, but you mainly want, waited till 11 o'clock till All-American Wrestling came on. And, um, you know, there really wasn't much to do. You know, you'd be forced to kind of play with your toys or play Nintendo or play Commodore 64 until, you know... You did your homework that you were supposed to do Friday and got to bed earlier than you did the last two nights. Unless there was like a pay-per-view, like SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Well, that was still in the summer. but Survivor Series. No, that was the night before Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right. Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. <laughs> or WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, but I mean, we talked about that. I don't think I ever actually ordered a, a WrestleMania. It was always... Because like, you would get one and you got to go Royal Rumble. Because yeah. back then it was just... We had it was the all, spectacle of it. Well, of course. So, but um, the Royal Rumble was yeah, it was a favorite. Well, Survivor Series too, because it was always a special. Well, you yeah. got to stay up for it because yeah. it was the night before Thanksgiving. And Survivor Series actually had Survivor Series matches. Yeah, God forbid. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that Sunday wasn't um, 
the biggest day, but it, you know, you got that little treat for breakfast in the morning. Or my mom would make cinnamon rolls. You know, there'd always be something good for breakfast in the morning. Cinnamon rolls while you're in your pajamas playing com- playing Tapper on Commodore 64. We would always come home from church, not you know, and my dad would always be at home because he wouldn't go. And his thing was, well, he had to, he used the opportunity to oh, clean he was the home kitchen with a floor. Heretic? Your dad. Oh yeah, he was yeah he was he was a little altar boy in Catholic church, and then by that time he was like fuck this. But yeah, his, so his excuse was because my mom would you know say it's a bad example that he wasn't going. It's like well with the kids out of the house, he had to wash the kitchen floor. So that was this thing every Sunday morning she would take us out of the house, and then he would wash the kitchen floor. I don't know why I just have that memory in my head. It was so weird. And then he would put the race on because he was a big NASCAR fan, uh, but he didn't like the TV announcers, so he put the, put it on the TV, but then turn it on the radio and listen to the radio along with the TV. Are you, do you know anything about NASCAR? Uh, not anymore. No. I tapped out after, I'd say, like, 97, 98. See, you were into I never. I, was, I, was, I see, never My, really my thing is, as, as a child, I was a big uh, fan of Winston. So once once they once Winston was gone, I'm like, well, I have nothing to do with this anymore. That was my childhood. A cigarette just, brand? Yeah. That your dad smoked? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to got to support the cause. <laughs> yep. And hey, then he went to Sprint. That advertising works. Look at that. What was it Nextel for a while, right? Uh, yeah, and he had a Nextel. That was never. Bloop bleep. <laughs> yeah, those are weird. Ugh. Yeah, so Sundays, I don't have a lot to say about you Sundays. You have a phone. Why do you need a walkie-talkie? Yeah, well, why do you think that didn't stick around? Oh. Now no one even talks on the phone, so talking on a walkie-talkie, it's, it's all text. All right, let's, let's do your last. We're, we're going on another marathon Are show. Are we really? Here. Well, this one, um, so we would, uh, there were, like I said, we would just hop in the car and go to the flea market or stuff. Like if, sometimes if there was nothing to do, we just hop in the car and drive or... Usually it was my grandparents. We did like a, sometimes we'd sleep over at our grandparents. Um, I don't know what my parents would do if we were sleeping at my, my grandparents. But <laughs> anyway, so, you know, they, they only had so much to do at their house. You know, they would play, build like card houses and play with old army men from like the 60s. But uh, they would just, we'd get in the car and just do random road trips. I think you're all fucked in the head. We're 10 hours from the fucking fun park and you want to bail out. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling zippity doo dah out of your assholes. <laughs> I got to be crazy. I'm on a pilgrimage to see a moose. Praise Marty Moose. Holy shit. We had Wally World in our backyard. Oh, that's true. Tony Park and Wally We never Kingdom. really, we, I rarely went. Uh, my dad. Only a handful uh, of times. He, because of a th- part of my dad's job, he got us season passes mm. for a few years. And he called it Wally World. My mom never came, but he'd be forced to take us. No, no, I think about it. It does make sense, though, because this is one of those things. We were at my grandparents. We had, like, two movies. And it was Christmas vacation and the original vacation and that's all we would watch as kids at their house when i was like not seven or eight <laughs> you know so and i thought it was hilarious and i would quote it verbatim and he, he had speeches in both but there's no yeah. fucks because since, they it was a pg-13 release uh, well since uh 
What, on Christmas Vacation? Yeah. Well, it's a, since Bin Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. Yeah, that's, that's the only that's one. The one. Yeah. And when he would say that, I would my eyes would light up and I'd look at them and smile and be all excited. <laughs> and they just like, whatever, it's one. Just don't say it. Yeah. Um, or we'd go to the video store and I got yelled at so bad this one time because we went to the store and we rented, um, I rented uh, Robin Hood, the Disney, you know, with the fox. Oh, yeah. And it's one, it was one of my favorite movies as a kid, still yeah. is. Um, and then, so I got it, we're in the car and then I don't know why I rented it to watch it at their house. Cause then I mentioned it. Oh yeah, I have this at home. I watch it all the time. And my grandfather just lost his shit. It's like, I just wasted 78 cents on you to rent this damn movie. <laughs> but there were times that we would go on road trips and just, I don't know if a lot of these places still exist, but like the weird roadside, you know, I picked. National Lampoon's Vacation because of all that kind of stuff like the ball you know I thought you were talking about outside America I am oh I'm getting there oh this is a (laughs) pre-gramble so all all that crazy shit you see on the side of the highway a lot of that stuff like that Route 66 kind of shit you know especially like especially out west that shit still a lot of that still exists because everything out here gets so overdeveloped Everything just gets washed away. Well, it's all uh, warehouses. Yeah. Well, it's this place, somehow it's still surviving because it's just surrounded by it. So Roadside America is the world's, what do they call it? The world's greatest miniature village. I won't say largest. So it's like a train set slash little town that this guy built. So there's this guy, uh, Lawrence uh, Geringer, back in like 1900, like turn of the century shit. And he started building models. And then back then, there wasn't a whole lot to do. So eventually, you know, it was his hobby, and he built this little town. And people would actually come to see this town. The newspaper did a story on it. And it kept getting bigger and bigger until eventually in the 40s, this guy built a warehouse off of Route 78 in Pennsylvania in a town called, ready? Shartlesville. Shart- 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 um, good old Pennsylvania. Good old Pennsylvania, Shartlesville. Um and he built this warehouse to house this thing, and he kept getting bigger and bigger, and eventually they added trains. So there's like eight like trains that run through this thing, which I watched a, there's a ton of video on this stuff, like Lionel Trains has some video on it. I even found one from my old alma mater, Kutztown, they, one of the class projects I watched that they did a, uh, a little tour of this place. Um, some of these trains that and then they maintain that still go through here, the youngest one is 70 years old. And there are other pieces that are over 115 years old in this set. So it, not only are you just seeing this, like, cool roadside attraction, it, it's history. Not, not, not just, like, the history. of You're actually seeing something that someone built right. over the years that this guy built. And it's still in the family. His uh, granddaughter runs it now. Um, and other relatives still, like, do the maintenance and maintain it. It's uh, considered... a. Uh, you still see it whenever you're taking, like, going to Hershey or anything. Yeah, if you're ever, like, you, this, it stands out because there's absolutely got the nothing. the two uh, Pennsylvania Dutch things on the uh, side. The um, hex signs. Hex signs. Yeah. Uh, it, it's worth, I think it's worth checking out. If you're, if you're into that, just random road trip stuff and you're down this way. Yeah, and Roadside America is pretty cool. I think it's like eight bucks or something now for an adult. There's some, it's worth it. Support it because it's, it's one of those few things that's still left. Yeah, we, we went there. And, and they have a gift shop, too. Yeah, they got a gift shop, it. Pennsylvania traditional pennsylvania gift Dutch. shop of the shoe fly pie Dutch. yeah <laughs> um but TripAdvisor uh has it's a one of 2017 certificate of excellence oh. yeah so it's out there people know about it and i uh, all i can say is check it out because it's one of those things that 
it's just cool to see. And I, I just remember going there as a kid, and they would take us there. And they would have some things you can interact with. You hit a button, like the lights would turn on, or a right. little guy in a swing. But it's just... Would you little, believe... It, it is the, not a slice of Americana. It's the pinnacle of Americana. <laughs> would you believe it always bored the shit out of me? Yes. Okay. I, oh, God, yes. Okay. Well, see, because I had this in my... Growing up, like at Christmas, we would set one up. We would get out a four by eight sheet of plywood, throw it on some sawhorses, cover it in a piece of like the grass carpet. And we had a, a train set and my dad had those little houses like going back to like the fifties and little rubber roads. And you would, we would set up our little village and that was our go-to thing every Christmas. I would set that up. Yeah, my, I, my parents would get train sets and I'd be like, get it away from me. Mine was pretty intricate. Yeah. I loved, I had more fun. I didn't even want to play with the train or anything. I had more fun like building the village and doing my my set design, if you will, setting my scene. I love how it doesn't surprise you at all, though, that I was bored. Absolutely. I even think about it, I'm like, I, want, I guarantee you, because if you're a kid from around here, you went there yeah, we yeah, at some point. And my thought was, I'm sure he went there, and I'm sure he couldn't have cared less what was going on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and because it, it's, it's, you walk around, and it's like at table height, but then they have the, this three-foot-tall high glass, kind of like when you go to see, like, the polar bears at the yeah, zoo or yeah. some shit, so you can't get your little grubby fingers on it. And I can just I just picture little Ryan just walking with his head down, looking at his feet, walking, and just, bam, slam right into, <laughs> like, an exhibit glass, and oh, you just yeah. see the little face print on the... Like when I got my head caught in the Like when you got... I, I just... That image will never leave. It's so adorable. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we've uh, we said it all, Squeezer. We've talked about it. Turned out to be a good concept. I was because we've gone almost two hours again. Really? It was just me rambling about what I did on the weekends. Huh, that was the idea of the show, I guess. Me spending twenty minutes talking about stores that existed in a mall. <laughs> but that was that was the idea. To get to, you thinking. To give you a feeling of what it was like for us on a on a uh, weekend. And what what I want to do here now is is. And I want you guys who are listening, I know a couple hundred of you are listening. I want you to go, I'm going to make a post on radiers.com. And I want you to go in the comments and tell us about things you did on the weekend. And because uh, we want to hear it. And uh, we'll read some of them on a future episode. Yeah, we'll make it a forum. Yeah, a forum. Also, there's a giveaway going on right now. It's a pretty good giveaway. Uh, don't forget, we will be doing our live podcast from RetroCon on October Saturday, October 14th in Oaks, PA. Uh, so check that out at RetroCons.com, and they're also on Facebook. Uh, we're get, the set's almost ready. We're about ready for YouTube content. There's a lot going on with uh, here at the Rad Years, so stay with us. Visit us on RadYears.com to see everything that's going on. And uh, make sure if you like this podcast, rate and review it. Because if you rate and review it and then you let us know in the comments, you enter automatically to win that prize pack, which uh, is pretty cool. Yeah. A little Defender shout out. That's pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, that's all we have for this week. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. Good night and good afternoon, whatever. 